you had seen me in our school's production of Fiddler on the Roof, you would know that nobody would pay me to act for anything. So, <laughs> which is a funny response. Wow. wow, I think I know who that is. That's one of the kids that's uh, traveling around and uh, and speaking to groups and trying to rally the people to do something to stop school shootings. Which... Yeah, he's kind of emerged as one of the, the more spokesperson-y people. Young uh, Hogg, Mr. Hogg, the oh. unfortunately named gentleman. I'll read from this article, which uh, apparently comes from a point of view like a lot of articles do, but some prominent figures in the right-wing media, I don't know who those prominent figures yeah, are, name but, them. are suggesting that the students are making it all up or that the children are paid actors or that the talking points have been manufactured by public relation experts on the left. An aide to a Florida legislator was even fired Tuesday. You know, I did see this story. After claiming two survivors who spoke to CNN were not students, but instead actors that traveled to various crises when they happen. Uh, yeah, a Florida legislator did fire their aide for saying that. Uh, while these claims have no basis, they spread quickly in conservative circles on social media and among right-wing commentators. I can believe that it spread quickly on social media. Yeah. Because that's the way social media works. On Wednesday morning, a video purporting to support one of these false theories targeting a teenage survivor of the school shooting uh, was listed on the top trending item on YouTube. As of Wednesday morning, that clip had more than 200,000 views. The video is simply a news report from the summer before the massacre in which this particular kid, David Hogg, happened to appear. He has become one of the faces of the March for Our Lives, and um, the YouTube trending page claims the video shows... David Hogg, the actor. Um, he's actually a played, paid crisis actor and is a mainstay of any mass shooting false flag theory. The claim that the gun control advocates send in actors pretend to be victims in order to push for stricter gun laws. Oh, the, It's funny. The other variation on this that I heard was that uh, his dad is a retired FBI agent and that he's a flack who's merely uh, trying to cover for the FBI's failings or something like that. Now, he did say yesterday, I am not a crisis actor. I'm somebody who had to witness this and live through this, and I continue to have to do this. Uh, Which is a heck of a thing, man. Uh, Within a week of uh, seeing people shot dead, which I've never seen before as an adult in real life. Um, You're going around talking about that. That's, that's That's a rough situation. But anyway. If you're a kid who witnesses any crime scene, you're shaking bad. If you're a kid who witnesses a crime scene like that, that's way more than anybody should ever deal with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I can't imagine what it would do to me And then now. You know, and I'm, I'm old and grizzled to see a whole bunch of kids shot dead. I can't no. imagine what that would do to me. But anyway, this whole he's an actor thing took off. And I'm wondering, now this, this, this has been around for a long time. This story gets the long as that I've been sort of take you mean this or? sort of story the false flag operations stories have been around right. for longer than I think than the Russians have been as involved in our politics but they certainly could be behind a lot of this yeah at the very least they are very adept at spotting things that are uh, divisive or uh, ugly and amplifying them getting their bot army to work, spreading it around, getting it to trend, that sort of thing. If they're not the original auteurs, then they help. Some of my friends that are into this sort of thing are lefties. And it's an argument that... that uh, isn't the argument that the government's trying to come up with an excuse to confiscate guns? Yeah. Yeah, generally. It's just interesting that my I have lefty friends who are saying, look, this is why it's phony. Mm. You're, you're a lefty. And you're saying lefties are behind this? 
I guess. Yeah, I guess it's harder and harder for me to uh, to understand who's a lefty and who's a righty. True, you know, I true that. I think labels are never a terribly good thing, although they save time. Um, but they're getting less and less useful. Also, the conspiracy gene seems to leap out of different people. It seems to be independent of other political philosophy. Mm. The conspiracy gene, wouldn't you think? Whether it's contrails or UFOs or false flag shootings or whatever. Seems to be to me. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't seem to be beholden to one political viewpoint. I think I've come up with a a way to solve the gun problem. It has to be very confusing to that kid when he was told, you know, there's a lot of internet chatter that you're an actor traveling around to all these school shootings. Yeah, that'd be confusing to you. I mean, you're dealing with all this noise. And you'd think, people are saying what? Wow. Yeah, I think he's going to have a hell of a lot of wisdom thrust upon him. I hope he can handle it all about the way the world really works. But uh, you did hear me say, I think I can solve the gun problem, right? Yeah, I was hoping you chose. I was was hoping you'd move on. You you chose to ignore it. (laughs) As America is crying out for a solution, I want everybody to understand Jack has decided to, to ignore it. I think I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I've got a little project I'm going to do. I'm standing, as I always do. I'm going to sit down. No, well, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to unleash it. Oh, you are? Okay. No. I'll stand back I've, up. I've got some homework to do. I have a, I, I'm going to build a framework for figuring this out. Because okay. that's what we need, a framework. You ever been involved in a discussion where... Where the conversation is it, it's constantly moving and you get halfway through discussing one issue and somebody starts on another one. And before you know it, you've been talking for two and a half hours and nothing has been settled. Oh, yeah. We need a framework. It's easy to happen in relationships. Really easy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I will be building the framework. I'll let it's you know. Two when it's o'clock ready. in the morning. Are we breaking up or what is happening here? I don't, I don't remember what. How do we, we get on somehow this started on <laughs> going to too many movies and now it's my mother and uh, yeah. I just I uh, yeah okay that so, one time in college we're discussing that. I just, how did that come up? A lot of stuff we need to get to this morning, including uh, Tim the lawyer. Tim Sandifer is going to be on for a substantial chunk of the eight o'clock hour talking about his new book, which is great. And uh, and also about uh, the Second Amendment and gun laws and that sort of thing um, and his uh, personal experiences with mass shootings, etc. Uh, so don't miss that um, and, and a bunch more stuff. Very briefly, for the longest time, we did not have control of armstrongandgetty.com. Now we do. And it, the things we did to get it out of the squatter. I I hope the law doesn't find out about it. We violated the laws of God and man to get that website. You know, we had performed acts that are, well, I don't want to think about. You know, a friend of our our program bought ArmstrongandGetty.com back in the day, right? When everybody was buying up stuff like Mm. buying Ford.com and Pepsi.com and whatever, hoping you could extort millions of dollars out of them. Right. Somebody bought it who was a friend of ours and willing to sell it to us cheap. And for whatever reason, we didn't. I don't know. I don't even we're remember. stupid. Because the internet's well, I a think, fad. I think you're kind of <laughs> stealing. Thought, that's right. We both thought the internet was a fad. That's right. <laughs> the internet is a political tool. Viable. Uh, executive producer Hanson, uh, what did we spend? $50,000 to buy it this time? You don't yeah. have to put a dollar figure out there. Yeah, though. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, thanks for giving me the company credit card. We did get the invoices from both the seller and the attorneys. <laughs> Stop it! Really, so who really who had who owned it? Uh, a fag named Eric, friend of Armstrong and Green. Right. That's right. I uh, am I correct 
that for the second time, because he noticed it was available like a year ago, a friend of Armstrong and Getty stepped in and said, these dumb dumbs <laughs> haven't secured haven't their spent own website the 10 minutes and 25 dollars <laughs> it would take to secure their own website they're simpletons but i love them i'm gonna grab it up till they figure out that they want it is that more or less what happened that is exactly word for word yeah. what he said yeah wow yeah. and so you called him up and said can we have it and he said sure <laughs> yes I, that was cool you know what we Thank were prepared you. to offer three figures well, I, I tell you what, we do, we, do we, uh, we are going to do something for this uh, gentleman. Oven mitts? And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not going to talk about it on the air, but we're going to do something. So thank you for taking mercy on our... See, what we've lacked is a true executive producer for most of the history of the show. Uh, somebody who made the trains run on time. And now we have Hanson, and, and, and things are just things are popping. So we have armstrongandgetty.com. But, yes. but what we will do with it will shock you. <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah. Um, but so we were having this conversation because we didn't know if we called the person, if, they'd, if they were going to say, yeah, for $50,000 you can have it back or whatever. And we, we, Hanson was negotiating, and we instructed him to tell him, look. Um, they're not that interested. So if you're willing to sell it for a hundred bucks, fine. If you're not, then you can yeah. keep it. Good luck with that. Cause yeah. we'll Put just some use something on it or something. Yeah, do whatever you That's want. That's what we suggest. <laughs> we don't think it matters that much. Hire it out to the KGB. <laughs> we don't care. It's not like, you know, those of you who squatted and made a lot of money, yeah, it's a free country. It's capitalism. I get how it works. It's kind of a, not the... I don't know. It's not. It's not the way to make money. I'd be most proud of. Well, if and I, you, I went and grabbed Ford dot com and then made them pay a million dollars. All spends the me. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you familiar with vodka? Does wonders for an overactive conscience. Uh, but so anyway, thank you uh, for our guardian angels stepping in and, and protecting us oh, from our own incompetence. This will change our lives. Oh please! Now that we have Armstrong and Getty Radio dot com. Oh no! No, no. Oh, see, no, I said no, it wrong. No. I said it wrong. Well, that is my point, actually, as the point I'm building. People yeah. will be sending emails and, and going to armstrongandgettyradio.com for the rest of our careers, right. which might be a week, by the way. Well, we'll tie them together, you never know. so it doesn't matter anyway. And we had .net ready to go, and who cares? Buy to buy. <laughs> I was rooting for .org. .org. We'll be an org. We'll be disorg. We'll be a nonprofit soon enough. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> we, by the way, we had the highest ratings in San Francisco we've ever had. When I was six years old. Thanks for listening, which everybody. Is, uh, which is cool. Sorry for when we suck, which is sometimes. On the mighty KGO 810, which is, uh, you know, fourth biggest market friends. in America. By the way, Ethan Beerman, who follows us on KGOA 10, I guess he went pretty big on Billy Graham's uh, various anti-Jewish statements that he made throughout his career. So that is, if there is a scandal attached to Billy Graham, it is that. Ah. But, uh, well, he's dead now. What, what kind of a comment is that? Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to armstrongandgetty.com and read about it. Are you going to, like... Dig up his bones and yell at him, or, or what? All right, so he just uh, wants his legacy to to include right the alleged anti-Jewish sentiments. There you go. Fair enough. Um, did we mention Tim, the lawyer, next hour? Going to have a heck of a conversation with him about his new book, and 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 I heard him have give one of the best explanations of the Second Amendment I've ever heard. So we'll have him do that again. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation.
did I wonder that uh, the day you were born should be something? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Should be something you celebrate or... I don't know. What, yes, was, what was the earliest mention of the anniversary of anything? Because yesterday was my birthday, and I was just thinking, especially past a certain age, it's interesting to know how long you've been alive for a variety of statistical reasons. Sure. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not sure what value it has at this point in my life. You know, it's funny. I've always been the eh, about ceremonies guy, mm-hmm. but... I think it's worth taking a moment to be glad you're alive. Is that what you should do after a certain age? Because after a certain age, I'm not happy I'm a year older. So, I mean, you it know. It does evolve. My, I mean, obviously. My kids are excited. My, my son's going to turn eight here in a couple weeks. He's excited about being wow, eight. eight. Eight is a big kid. I'm not happy sure. to get older. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I was tempted to wish you a happy birthday yesterday, but I happen to know you had an extremely difficult day. So here's to surviving your birthday. I think would I, be, you know, can I get a cake? I think I got the, the least sleep in the 24 hours that was my birthday of any point in my life, which is pretty amazing when I think back on some of the birthdays I've had. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I witnessed at least a couple. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where I bowed out at 2.30 when things were just getting started, 2.30 a.m., Anyway, so uh, a couple of things. Uh, Tim Lawyer coming up w- w- for what ought to be a, a really interesting discussion about his new book about uh, Frederick Douglass and also the Second Amendment and the gun debate, the rest of it. He is a, uh, a great constitutional lawyer and a terrific dude. So stay tuned. A couple of things that are somewhat interconnected. It would seem that we... The Armstrong and Getty Show are virtually the only media outlet of any significance paying any attention to the horrific, systematic sexual abuse of little girls, boys, and women in USA Swimming. USA Swimming is as full of pervos. As gymnastics was, absolutely. And they were every bit as guilty as the Catholic Church or USA Gymnastics in ignoring reports, in moving sexual predators around, in uh, in knowingly abetting people who are victimizing especially little girls. And as we learned yesterday, taking some of the money that people give to their organization to try to fight legislation that could have hurt them in the realm of having pervos. Right. Right. Wow. So they systematically they, were, 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 were going after laws. Many thousands of dollars spent trying to prevent laws that would make it easier to report sexual abuse of children. And your point was nobody's talking about it right. but us for some reason. It's shocking. And, and I guess, you know, the, the, the screed that you're hearing now and are about to hear is, is partly about the issues and just partly about the American appetite for news and the news media, blah, blah, blah. You haven't heard this story either. Decades of monstrous sexual abuse by psychiatrists cost famous Hawaiian school $80 million. $80 million? That's correct. For a school? It's the Kamehameha School in Honolulu, 600-acre campus, massive multi-billion dollar endowment, supports a K-12 education for 3,000 children of Hawaiian ancestry that, by the way, was protecting a terrible sexual abuser for a very long time. Similar story. Uh, meanwhile, is it because is it is is it because we had the gymnastics thing and it kind of felt like okay, we've released our steam on this issue. We've showed our virtue by saying we're against it. 
Because I was we don't have that. the steam to like hang with it and try to actually cure problems. I would suggest I'm I'm as outraged about the U.S. swimming thing as I was about the gymnastics thing. Right. I think people probably should be executed over this. That's a little extra constitutional. Or? Like to see a little uh, accountability at the very least. Um. Or is it the we can only handle one big story at a time? The school shooting perfectly. I mean, that's a real story. Big story. Gun debate as 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 much of a gun debate as we've had in in decades if ever in the United States absolutely worthy absolutely worthy but and we can only cover one story at a time i guess why don't i know the five people who are most complicit in the usa swimming horrors why am i not hearing those names um but anyway and you know what we're running out of time to do the fun part but in the midst of all of that i came across this piece in the uh, washington post it's tough for me to know where the line is the hashtag MeToo era is making dating more confusing. So as we're covering up systematic sexual abuse of little girls, you get this. Over the summer, Jeffrey Knight is in bed with a woman he is dating. It's a real guy. He puts his hand on her breast and she swats it away. You need to ask before you touch me. Wow. He recalls her saying, Knight apologizes, saying he assumed it was okay because they had just had sex. You should never make that assumption, she retorts. Flash I'm, I'm I'm dating someone else. I'm uh yeah, run 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 run. Flash forward a few months and night, 25-year-old Washingtonian who apparently gets around is sleeping with someone new. He's disgusting. A- I, he's a man whore. <laughs> he is asking, quote, "Can I touch you here? Can I do this?" Every step of the way. And his partner wants to know, what's with all the questions? She's thinking, "I'm breaking up with you because you're a weirdo." You're a weirdo. Let's get it on. Knight is well prepared to date in the hashtag MeToo era. Oh, I'm sorry. I must switch voices. He has completed a two-month discussion class on how to reject toxic masculinity. He still has his consent is sexy t-shirt from his freshman year of college. Okay, I'm going to need to hear more about this. What was that phrase you used? Um, uh, toxic, uh, toxic masculine. You haven't heard about toxic masculinity? I have not. You're probably toxically masculine then. Wow. Yeah, I want to hear more on that. All right. Wow. Ask for permission before you make me do it, though. This is the world of dating my kids are going to go out into. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's Twitter run about gun control continues this morning and turning the moon into Earth's gas station. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Drill, baby, drill! Who's behind that AMPM shell? Somebody? You going to be able to buy Slim Jims on the moon? I hope so. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Watching Lindsey Vaughn up on the TV on NBC. She's pretty. Practically a household name. How much less famous would she be if she didn't look like a model? Same Uh, athletic skills, doesn't look like a model. She'd be substantially less famous. Yeah, if not practically unknown. If she didn't date Tiger and the rest of it. Yeah. Which is none of our business. No, that's just, you know, that's the way things work. Sure. Those of us who are fugly by birth, you know, we resent that sort of thing. I've come to terms with it. It's part of God's plan for me to be squinty-eyed and bemold. Wow. It's just the way it is. Go on. What? She is, she looks like a model. It's like they're interviewing a model. Right. And she's a skier. One of the string of actresses that trot across the stage for for uh, Kelly Ripa and what's his name? Mm-hmm. 
Ryan Seacrest. Right, exactly. Their apparent unending obsession with actresses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Why Trump not letting up. This morning he's been tweeting, we'll be meeting with lawmakers later on this morning, 8.30 a.m. West Coast, by the way, to discuss school safety. Next week it'll be with our nation's governors. It's been many years of all talk, no action. We'll get it done, exclamation point. Well, as many people have pointed out, he's the Nixon goes to China of guns. He could do that. He, he was elected with the backing of the NRA. He can he can broach subjects that uh, the Republicans, would, or uh, Democrat, never could. Well, Barack Obama's doing this same talk. Oh, my God. The, the resistance comes a lot harder, a lot right. faster. Sure, sure. I hope they can make some sort of good common sense progress. Keeping guns out of the hands of those who would murder anybody, particularly children. Trump also going after reports dealing with his comments about arming teachers to stop mass shootings. In the series of tweets again this morning, Trump saying, I never said give teachers guns like was stated on fake news CNN and NBC. What I said was to look at the possibility of giving concealed guns to gun adept teachers with military or special training experience. Only the best. Here's what Trump said in part during that meeting with survivors of the high school shooting in Florida. You'd have a lot of people that'd be armed, that'd be ready. They're professionals. They may be Marines that left the Marines, left the Army, left the Air Force, and they're very adept at doing that. Trump going on to say if one of the victims, a football coach, had been armed, things would have ended quickly. If the coach had a firearm in his locker when he ran at this guy, that coach was very brave. Saved a lot of lives, I suspect. But if he had a firearm, he wouldn't have had a run. He would have shot, and that would have been the end of it. Certainly could have been, you know, in, in all these shootings, whenever somebody has showed up and engaged the uh, the shooter, their attention, the shooter's attention, goes to the person shooting at them right. and, and stops being about creating more victims. And it's, it, well, it's incredibly consistent for reasons that are obvious. And so even if the teacher just squeezed off a couple of shots, then ducked behind a wall, or ran for their life. That might make a fundamental change in what happened. So, anyway, uh, very quickly, this is getting almost no attention. Um, a kid, 17-year-old student arrested near Whittier, California, El Camino High School. Security guard overheard him saying he was going to shoot up the school. They went to his home. He had a couple of AR-15s, 90 high-capacity magazines, and lots and lots of ammo. His older bro- his brother was arrested as well. He was a former Army uh, and uh, so this guy was talking about shooting up the school. Right. He says he was just joking, but they go to his home and they've got, I mean, how the hell do you end up with 90 high capacity magazines? I don't know. If, if I set out with my goal to do that, I don't know how I'd pull that off. I mean, I have, I have a pretty big house and I think I don't have room for all this. Well, and how old is he? Uh, the kid, the, the mm-hmm. brother's 28. Okay. Yeah. National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster may be leaving the Trump cabinet. Ah, boo, no! Administration Love so- the bald man! I, I have to jump in here. Uh-huh. that I've, I've heard this about Jeff Sessions yes. and Tillerson, yes. Tillerson and Kelly times. Uh, over and over again, and none of those people left, but go on. Administration sources telling CNN... Oh, forget it. Yeah, it's, forget it. Administration sources... There's no, no point in continuing. ...told CNN all those other people were yeah. leaving, too. Anyway, have to point that out. Anyway, their sources telling CNN the Pentagon's considering options that would allow the president to move the general out of the White House and back into the military because the two men do not see eye to eye. And McMaster will come out within the hour and say, I've never said that, and that'll be that. 
Marshall, the liberal media. That's being they're, reported. They're among us. Being reported widely. The race is on, by the way, to colonize the moon, complete with space shuttle gas stations. U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross believes the future of commercial space travel largely depends on how successful the U.S. is at making the moon into a gas station for outer space. Yeah, clearly. That is his direct quote. Yeah. That's the way to get to Mars. And at the Can games, you use a bathroom? Do you have to ask for the key? I guess I don't mind asking for the key, but the thing it's attached to is always really grungy. Yeah. It's like it's a big pretty, big piece of plywood or pretty something. Pretty gross. Yeah. And at the games, the U.S. women's hockey team ended their 20-year gold medal drought by beating arch-rival Canada 3-2 in a shootout thriller. Jocelyn Lamoureux. Two goals apiece in the shootout. Lamoureux moving in on Zabanas. She deeps and scores! Must beat Rooney to keep Canada's hopes alive. She is stuck! The United States wins gold in Pyeongchang! I'll watch that with the kids tonight. The shootout part, anyway, because that's real easy to understand and explain to young kids. The shootout is an abomination, Jack. That was a tied <laughs> hockey game. You play hockey until somebody scores. I won't have it. Having said that, it was incredibly exciting. And uh, I played enough goalie back in my hockey playing days to know a lot about it. Well, something about it. It is so lonely. Oh, my God. When you give up a goal, you're aware of every player on the ice, everybody in the stands, everybody right. everywhere is looking at you. <laughs> and it's not a good feeling. That's because it's your fault. <laughs> right. Exactly. And a good coach will tell you that. Um, but the other thing is, yeah. on that final stop, yeah. when the U.S. goalie stopped her, she stops the puck, but then it's trickling toward the goal line. And that is a bad feeling, because you stop, then you look down. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you her. But she got it. Oh, man. Exciting. Uh, but, yes, an abomination. That was a tied game. <laughs> Give back your medals. I would not accept those medals. All right, that screen brings us now to Positive Sean's Olympic medal meltdown for this morning. All right, so we uh, no change up at the top. We still have Norway just crushing everyone with more than $11,000 worth of medal winnings if you were to melt down the medals and just sell them for their metallurgical value. It's the Germany, only sensible thing to do. Germany is in second with 9700 Yeah. We have Canada in third oh, with 7400 USA moving up to fourth. Yes, USA! Yes. You lock her up! Yeah, $6,800 in winnings. The Netherlands falling to fifth with uh, $5,900. Take got that, you bunch of canal skaters. France all the way down to sixth now. $4,100. And Finland adding their yes. fourth bronze yes. of the, the tournament, wow. bringing their grand total. Marshall, this is your native land, yes. bringing their total to $14. There yes! You go. go, mighty Finland. I'll buy you a house in Finland. <laughs> France won't win any more gold unless surrendering is a gold medal event. Oh, cool. huh? Oh, time-honored shot. That's a, a classic. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the oh, arm, on the Armstrong and Getty show, yeah. Conscience of the Nation. There's a tremendous number of unfair yeah, international things. Good job, Squawky. What? A uh, uh, tremendous number of unfair international comments there. Um, <laughs> really? Quite a few. Yeah, so yes. I want to hear about this. UN of unwarranted abuse. <laughs> I hear about this toxic masculinity dating yes, thing. You're almost surely guilty of it. Yeah. Plus, uh, Oregon, uh, pelted with snow and rain, also has to endure the humiliation of a Bend, Oregon woman accused of ditching the kids in her daycare to go to the tanning salon. Yeah. Good story. And she looks like exactly the sort of person who would do that. Ooh. Nice job, you twit. Uh, 
Um, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Tim the Lawyer coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. He's got a new book out. Um, talk about that. And and I've heard him explain the Second Amendment. And uh, it's good. So we'll have him do that. Also, we'll get to one of the shooting survivors backed out of the CNN town hall forum yesterday. He says they tried to script what he was going to say. And he pulled out. CNN's wow. denying it. But we'll get into that. And the, Oh, because, the, of course, a shooting survivor would make something like that up. CNN. I don't want to hear that phrase anymore. They've covered themselves with shame. And the head of the NRA says the media is trying to take America's guns. <clears throat> All that on the way. On these two quick texts. Somebody is squatting on fueledbythegrape.com in case Marshall ever wants to have a website. Oh, squatters. He'll pay dearly. And also this question. Um, would Britney Spears walk barefoot into the moon gas station bathroom? <laughs> wow. Probably. Wow. What is the matter with you? I don't know. So, yeah, our new uh, email address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And, yeah, I will check the old one for a while. Uh, also, if you have, like, a technical problem, the podcast, uh, how, do you, how would, br- briefly, for what issues would people use the other one, Hanson? Uh, there are no issues, so it'll never get used. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if there are podcast problems or technical problems or you know increase of that sort, uh, send them to the technical staff, won't you, at WTF at ArmstrongandGetty.com. <laughs> Again, that web, no, you heard it, so use it. So we're talking about uh, dating in the hashtag MeToo era. And the tale of one Jeffrey Knight who was in a bed in bed with a woman he was dating puts his hand on her hooter. She swats it away and says, "You need to ask me before you touch me." He apologizes, saying he'd assumed it was okay because they just had intercourse. It's a you reasonable should, assumption. You should never make that assumption. She retorts. Flash forward a few months, he's uh, towing that line with a gal, and she says. What is the hell is the matter with you? You know, stop it. Even even before they did it, um, if he if if he was to do that, that is you know that is the millennia old way it has worked. And then she either you know makes it clear that that's okay, or says I'm not ready for that yet. Right. That's the way it's worked for for thousands of years. Well, immediately following Coitus, if she was to say I'm not ready for that yet. I'd be really, really confused. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Um, we got a different order in our uh, <laughs> ranking there, darling. Uh, so, you know, it's funny. Uh, there are a bunch of examples. Monty Python has done some great stuff on this back in the day about how ideology, uh, these, these like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a college grad student, ideological wrestling matches make it completely impossible to do anything. And uh, the songwriter, he's a communist, but he's a hell of a songwriter. Billy Bragg has a very clever song in which one of the lines he mentions, we are joined in the ideological cuddle, which is a pretty good play on words. Um, But the idea that you can cred level class your way through intercourse is hilariously pathetic. Well, plus it sounds, it reminds me of gun laws, actually. So, uh... 
the situation I just explaining, you say, I'm not ready for that yet. And he says, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And then you stop. Right. If he doesn't stop, he's not the sort of person that's going to care about the rules you make anyway. Precisely. Back to the gun laws thing. Yeah, the, the law-abiding citizens are going to follow the laws. The, the criminals aren't. We put up a gun-free school sign. Why didn't it work? I just, I don't even have the energy. Um, so, um, uh, they say, uh, this guy who, he's a professional wingman. He coaches singles on how to approach people in uh, bars and, and social situations. Says his male clients are quite conflicted about how to be both romantic and respectful when making a first move, which was already tough before, Lord knows. Now it's not just a fear of rejection, but a fear of being harassing. And they talk to a bunch of single men, and actually this woman who's a dating coach in Los Angeles says she's talked to a bunch of men who say if the woman doesn't make the first move, they're not going to. They say, I'm going to take it. She's not interested. I'm moving along. And she said, that's a lot to ask, especially when so many single women do not even want to send the first message online, much less make the first move sexually. Um, And then they quote a bunch of guys saying, I really have no idea what to do now. I respect women and I, I try to be cool. I try to be, you know, a gentleman, but I have no effing idea what I'm supposed to do. And and to me, this is this will be short lived, I think. Um, it's like the, 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 the wave of snowflakeism has crested on college campuses when you talk to the kids. Now, for the faculty, there's still a lot of them obsessed with this stuff because they don't live in the real world. Um, Professor wrote an op-ed piece in the New York Times I've been meaning to get to the other day who says she regrets how far down the road she went of that. Mm, so the yeah, tide might surprised. be turning there. Yeah. There's also a great piece in the Wall Street Journal I was going to bring up about uh, the persecution a, a gal professor uh, went through for pointing out some of the ridiculousness of it. Um, and it's ugly. But I, I just think either we will become so up our own heinies um over this stuff, which is impossible to legislate. The idea that you can legislate romance is so hilariously, bizarrely misguided, y'all. And I'm not talking about anything nasty, criminal, disrespectful, violent, any of that. That's already legislated. Right. Well, not only that, but you know, I certainly brought up my son and my daughters to expect certain behaviors, and I've observed them myself. Um, but... The idea that you and your chart and your toxic masculinity and your permission, do you mind if I touch your hand? Do you mind if I touch your forearm? Do you mind if I touch your upper arm? Too close to your breast, I understand. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. The fact that you think you can get that going in the real world is pretty solid evidence of mental illness. Along with the idea that if anybody's had a beer, none of that counts. Yeah, what part of the thing that I so object to this as a guy who respects women is how it infantilizes women. How it makes the assumption that women are so helpless. They have no agency in their own lives or their own drinking decision or whatever. The idea that a 20-year-old college woman can't give consent after a beer, again, is so hilariously misguided. Now, maybe she shouldn't, but that's her business. The idea that she can't is so hilariously misguided. Again, it's pretty solid evidence of mental illness, and I urge you to get help. You're a young man in the dating world, Sean. Do you ever run into this at all? Do you ever hear anybody even mention it? Not really, but I I think that so much of the kind of mating dance that is life is you figure out 
what the people that you're attracted to and who are attracted to you, you, you figure that out through trial and error. You kind of you, you you go up to these lines and you try sure. some things and you communicate. And I, I think a big problem is trying to make any sort of well, what this last woman didn't want me to do this, and this next one, yeah, people are different. Well, like, right. <laughs> you, any you need to figure that out. Any anthropologist, any animal behavioralist will tell you ninety five percent of this stuff, maybe ninety nine, is nonverbal. It's built in us as much as breathing is. And the idea that you're going to go to your 300-level freaking class and look at the chart on the blackboard and run sex that way, again, it's just, you are Looney Tunes. I would say nice things about Tim's book, even if I didn't like it, because we're friends and I really like him. It's a great book. Great book about Frederick Douglass and Tim the Lawyer. Tim Sandifer is written. We're going to talk to him about that and other stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.